Welcome to Wielding Legacy. My name is Laura Payne Stanley, and this is your weekly audio insight because the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. As I said, this is an audio insight, and it's one for high achievers, for visionaries, for empire builders, and for power couples. You see, I know that you are here, already creating an impact in your industry. You are here building a legacy for you and your family, and it drives you. It occupies your mind. But through my work as a trusted advisor to extraordinary entrepreneurs, I know you aren't yet reaching your greatest potential in your business, your performance, and in your relationships. Now, I'm known with my clients. I am one of their loudest cheerleaders, believing in them often before they do. And yet, you can't enroll me in your legacy-limiting story. I'm your biggest empowering challenger as well as you create your ultimate legacy. So this audio insight is called Wielding Legacy because, as I said, the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. Welcome to Wielding Legacy and episode 14, Taking Inspired Action. I am, as always, so excited to be talking to you today, and especially when we're talking about inspired action. Because there's a lot of miscommunications and misunderstanding around all of the things we're going to be talking about today. So specifically, I'm talking about one of the 12 universal laws, the law of inspired action. This is highly linked to the law of attraction, which is probably one that you've heard of. It's been in you know, films and books, The Secret. There's lots of different things out there around the law of attraction. And in essence, it's one of the, the only laws that you hear about. It's kind of like the sexy universal law. However, when we come to the universal laws, think of them like a spider's web. They should all have equal weight and understanding to really bring about the benefits and the impacts of the universal laws. So today we're just talking about one of them, but it is the one that's closely linked with the law of attraction. Now I mentioned The Secret um, and the film, the book and the film, it's a great film. There are so many things that The Secret did for the universal laws to bring attention and awareness to the subconscious mind and how we can manifest. And just so many topics around this, which is absolutely great. However, you can kind of tell there was however coming there. However, the thing with The Secret specifically is it focuses so much on the law of attraction and without mentioning the other laws that it implies that you can just manifest things with doing nothing else. And I don't completely agree with this because this is why the two laws, the law of attraction and the law of inspired action are so closely linked. Think about it that the law of attraction is actually incomplete without the law of action. So the law of attraction, if you don't know this at all, let me kind of just briefly overview it for you. The law of attraction, if you think about it like an equation, is ask plus believe plus receive. So you have to ask for what you want. You have to truly 100% believe in what you want with your mind, body, and soul, and you will receive it. The law of inspired action is ask plus believe plus receive plus act, i.e. that we need to take an action. We need to do some kind of physical action to manifest what we desire. And an analogy of this is 
I am currently finishing one of my renovation homes. I've had a couple in my life and I'm not a gardener. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I'm not a natural gardener. Um, I tend to kill a lot of things, really, but, but anyway, I digress. So me being an unnatural gardener, if I was following the law of attraction, I can look at my weeds in my garden and I can close my eyes and I can ask, which is, I want those weeds gone. I want those weeds gone. And I can truly believe that I desire and deserve for those weeds to be gone and go, those weeds are going to be gone. Those weeds are going to be gone. How many times do you think those weeds are just going to die on their own? Am I actually going to receive what I'm trying to attract? No. It, it, unless that, you know, we've got an act of the universe happening. That doesn't normally happen. What we actually have to do is take inspired action. So I want you to think about it. Are you sat in a place right now in a space that you are just focusing on the law of attraction or are you taking inspired action? Now, I'm going to go into inspired action a lot in this episode and actually what it is and what it isn't. But with inspired action, what I'm going to ask for you to do right now is to think about something that you want to attract. So we're going to go to the law of attraction. So what is it that you want to attract that's in line with your legacy that you're trying to build? So just think in your mind right now, something that you want to attract. Got it? Good. Then do you truly believe that you can have it, that you deserve it? And I'm only saying that one. That's not one of the universal laws. But as a coach, that's something that comes up often. Do I deserve? Have I worked hard enough? Um, that's a whole other episode that we can go into around. Have you worked hard enough for it? Um, and then do you truly 100% with every fiber of your being believe that you can receive that? Okay. But then I want you to think about taking that action. So once you've got that, just have that in your mind for the rest of this episode. Now, one of the things about taking inspired action rather than just taking action is this is about being open to all possibilities. So when you know that what you want, when you truly believe that you can have it, inspired action is are you open to all possibilities of what you are trying to receive, not just the specific way in which you think that it should happen. So just be open-minded with that, you know, for that with me today. Okay, so why is it so important to take inspired action? As I've said, I gave you my weed analogy and if anyone works that one out, <laughs> uh, please do message me because I would love to not have to garden, not. Well, I don't really garden that much. We have a gardener, um, but I would love for that to work. So if anyone's manifested that one, tell me how. Often in the work that I do, we talk about how to create a legacy that you want, that you truly desire with your mind, body and soul. If you've done the work and you've identified what legacy you are looking to build, you don't just shout the words, Alakazam, and suddenly you open your eyes and your future legacy is right in front of you. Specifically with legacy, it can become even more difficult because if we are trying to build a big legacy with impact, and there might be many different component parts, often it can be further out in the distance. So it's not just something of, here's my one legacy piece I want to do. I'm trying to manifest a holiday, let's say. That's not often a legacy. So if you want to go on holiday, manifest, you could, you know, you could absolutely do that. But when we're talking about legacy, 
in multiple different ways of foundations, of relocating, of however you're seeing this, it tends to not be a short-term gain. There tends to be a longer path to it. So I want you to think about it like that. We don't just shout Alakazam and you have your legacy. Now, manifesting is goal setting and goal achieving process that works with the law of attraction. It is based on the fact that you can program your subconscious mind to accept and believe, that's always the key with this, believe in new reality, a reality created by you. Now, as a neuroscience-based coach for so many years now, what I can tell you is this, and I love the subconscious mind. I love, love, love doing this work. But there's this brilliant thing about the subconscious mind. Is it does not understand truth or something that's false. It doesn't understand. So wherever you are in your world right now, I know that you're awesome. But if you are telling your subconscious mind that you're not, it will believe you. If you're telling it you are completely awesome, it will believe you. Your subconscious mind is not the judge of what is truth and what is fact and what is false or a lie. It can't do that. That is not in its capability. So whatever you are telling your subconscious mind about the new reality, the new legacy you're building, it will believe it as truth. This is why the work that I do is so important. When we come to those whispers in the night that are coming to you, those thoughts, those beliefs that you can be sharing with no one else, but actually the key person here has already heard your subconscious mind. And if you are saying you don't think you deserve something, believe that it can happen, shouldn't raise your rates, shouldn't get more clients, shouldn't have life easy, whatever it might be for you, then your subconscious mind is hearing that. It's like a tape recorder. It hears everything. So your number one client is actually your subconscious mind. Got that? So every time, here's a tip. Here's, this is not even what I was going to say today because it's just come to my mind right now. This is me taking inspired action. As I've just said that, my inspired action, there was something in my gut that just stirred. If you are listening to me and you realize that you say things that have a negative impact on you and they're not about your creating your dream legacy, then I want you to write them down, cross them out and write down a new belief that you are going to tell yourself every time that thought comes up. Deal? Cool. Okay. See, it's taking inspired action. So let's talk about how you take inspired action, what just actually happened um, in real time for me. Part of taking inspired action, why it's called inspired action actually rather than just action, is because it is your intuition. It is slowing down. It is getting quiet and understanding what is inspired action for you. We use words such as intuition, gut instinct, internal voice. It can just be a feeling. If you've been brought up in a westernized academic system, these are words that I knew in my upbringing. They were hippy dippy. They were they were just you didn't you didn't go into things and said I didn't want to do these things because my intuition told me not to. Like in your schooling, it's not something that we were taught about as a modality for how to live our lives. So we can become really unattuned with it, or even if we are tuned with it and we hear it, we just we squash it because it's not something you may be used to doing. So inspired action is from within, however you want to label it. Uh, label it. Again, intuition, gut instinct, internal voice, feeling, 
Um, there's many, many other different words for it, but it doesn't matter what you want to label it, but it is inner you talking in essence. So I want you to ask yourself, how do you get in touch with your intuition? How do you get in touch with your internal voice? How do you get in touch with those whispers of different things that you might have heard? Some people meditate, some people like to journal, some people will walk. So if you are somebody who's ever done hypnotherapy or likes the idea of doing it, you can do a very, very mild form of trance, something by just doing walking to a beat works very well. Again, if you are in a nature-inspired space, woodlands works extremely well. If you are a swimmer, and especially if you do lane swimming up and down, and you can swim up and down, then often you can find what will happen is you know the number of strokes that you will have per length. That can end up as a very hypnotic experience, and then that can enable your inner voice to come out. Other times I've had clients say that their inner voice comes to them in the shower um, when they're, say, washing their hair because part of their conscious mind is occupied and their intuition um, is, well, let's just say they can understand it a lot more. It's a lot more clarity for their intuition talking. So ask yourself, first of all, when are you getting in touch with your intuition? Next, do you know a time in the not-too-distant past when your intuition talked to you, but you shut it down. So this could be anything from, I don't know, what you thought you should have for dinner to hiring someone new to help you in your business, to hiring a new coach, to anything, to taking on a new client. Did your intuition tell you that, that client was not an aligned client? That your intuition said, this, this person just feels like there's going to be a lot more work than there should be involved in this client but you took on the client for a commercial benefit. So in essence, it was a money-driven decision. And how did that work out for you? Oftentimes it's not well, because your intuition is that something, that thing that we can't pinpoint, that we can't articulate very well to others, was telling you, this is not the client you should take on. So think of a time when you have heard your intuition in the not too distant past. Okay. So if you've got that, you can hear your intuition. You can enable them. And I'm saying them because some people, um, he, she, pronouns, or however you want to label it, internal voice, it does not matter. The language pattern around what you want to call or label your intuition is completely up to you. So how do you take inspired action? We first of all need to get in touch with our intuition. My intuition tells me I need a drink right now. Excuse me. See, the westernized part of me would have gone, oh, I need a drink. Don't know. This is not appropriate time to take a drink when you're recording an episode of Wielding Legacy. But my intuition was like, no, you need a drink. See, all these other things can happen. Okay. So I want to give you an example of how inspired action can happen as well. Of once you've heard it, what do you do with it? So I had a client who had identified that they wanted to um, hire some office space. It was a joint 50-50 co-founder setup. And one of the founders had identified that they wanted to work in an office space. They hadn't actually articulated this to the other founder at the time. And through a facilitated conversation, this came up. And their intuition had told them that they, they wanted to have an office space. And when the question was asked, so 
you know, do you have an idea in mind? What kind of office space? And founder one could say the type of office space that she wanted, the exact location of the office space that she wanted. She could see where the, off, the desk would go in the office space. She'd already had like knew the area very well and knew actually the office space that was available. So she'd had this vision, this internal voice of something that would be great for them in their business. So I challenged her to take inspired action. And her first, her piece of inspired action was actually, well, go and find out how much it is to rent that space. Because her intuition had already talked to her. She just hadn't taken the inspired action or she hadn't mentioned it as well to her founder, her co-founder. And that's what happens with inspired action. Now, inspired action, think of it like this. It's the step or steps that you can take to quantum leap towards your dreams or your legacy. So it's a really simple process. Listen to your intuition whenever it happens and take inspired action. And inspired action tends to be quite quick. It doesn't tend to be, if it's truly inspired action, that you've heard something from your internal voice and then you've sat on it for a while. That doesn't tend to be inspired action. Okay, because the inspiration as well then is momentum happening going forward. So what, what inspired action isn't? Let's talk about that because people often get confused as well when we start talking about the universal laws, what it's not. Inspired action is not a detailed business plan. It's a simple action. Now, there might be a plan and actions that come after you take inspired action. So an example, just say that you are listening to me right now and you are realizing that where you live in your current home is not part of your legacy. Okay. The inspired action may be well then to phone up an estate agent and get them in to value the home. And if a price is working for you, put it on the market. Now, that's, as I said, that's inspired action, going, this is not our forever home. Pick up the phone and make an appointment with an estate agent. That's the inspired action. Now, there is a lot of action that happens after that, getting a home ready to be photographed, you know, putting it on the market, all these other things that happen. Yes, that's the following parts are not inspired action. But the first moment that you could listen to yourself, that's inspired action. Another example. Say that you've heard your internal voice that you need some support in business. And that could be from, excuse me, a virtual assistant, that could be from an assistant, that could be from a coach, that could be from a copywriter, that could be from hiring um, new employees. You've had that internal voice that it's time to hire, you need some more support. The inspired action could be sitting down and writing without a template, without a format, just writing from your heart, from your soul, a job description. Create your ideal job description, not who you think is going to apply for this. Just sit down and go, let me write out my dream candidate that I would like to find, my dream person that I want to hire, and everything that they would do for me. That's the inspired action. There would then be action points that follow after that which may be rewriting that into a job description, then posting the job description, working out, can you finance a new team member? Those are all actions. But it came from the first inspired action that actually I need some support. I'm hoping you're really kind of feeling the difference. 
And I want to talk about some of the things that happen with inspired action. There's a couple. There is a couple. There's only a couple of main ones. You hear the inspired action, but then you do not take the action to match what you've heard. So you've heard inspired action in terms of you've heard an internal voice has told you to do something and then you take action, but not the action that's actually in line with what you heard. Okay, that could be one thing that you do. You hear the internal voice, you know exactly what action to take, but then you don't make a decision. So then this could, if I use the house again, um, or let's say the employee, you could say, I've heard, I've heard my internal voice. I need to hire. I need to get some new help in here. I need to increase my support team. So you hear the voice and then you go, I don't know. Is it a good time? Is it not a good time? Well, maybe I should, maybe I should just hire a freelance. Oh, actually maybe I should hire an employee. So you then don't make an actual decision to take part of inspired action. You're stuck in the decision-making process. And as I said, welcome to the club, because there are a lot of people who struggle to make decisions. Now, the great thing, if you are a struggler um, with decision-making, is often your intuition is your decision. If you're not stuck in what happens if I do this and what happens if I do that. Let's talk about another thing that can happen, which is ego-based action. So we're not talking about inspired action here. We're actually talking about ego-based action. So you could have both going on. Ego-based action rather than inspired action is any action that stems from anger, from loneliness, from greed, from guilt, desperation, hopelessness, jealousy, and fear. So it's anything that resides in those. So when you hear an internal voice, it is a, it's fear that's the catalyst of the internal voice, not because it is about listening to your internal voice in terms of your legacy. Often, inspired action actually happens when you're following your heart and your soul, and you're not trying to control everything that happens after the inspired action. If I use the example of an employee again, you know, inspired action, I need support. If you start, if you don't take the inspired action, and then you start I need to talk to my accountant. Um, I don't know how to set up an employee. What um, pension, if you're in the UK, do I need to set up a pension for the UK? How do I set all the paperwork up for an employee? Do I have the right contract for the employee? You can start being so lost in the actual points afterwards. And you start trying to control too much. If you really have the feeling of being and having a desire in the moment and taking that inspired action, then take it. Often inspired action isn't even something huge. Even in my example of the person phoning an estate agent, there's nothing that can't be rolled back there. Doesn't mean you have to put the house on the market. Doesn't mean the valuation is what you want. There's nothing there at all that can't be stopped. So what inspired action? Let me ask you right now, actually, I'm just going to say, because my, my just, again, my stomach just went, often you'll find this is in your stomach or heart if it talks to you. My stomach talks to me often. That my stomach just went, oh, twinge, that twinge I know is not a point to make. I want to ask you the question. What inspired action are you not taking right now? There we go. What inspired action do you know that there's something that you want to do, but you're not doing it? You got it? Write it down on a piece of paper or say it out loud if you haven't got paper near you. 
what's the inspired action that you've been sitting on and not taking? Is it phoning someone that you know you want to talk to? Is it booking a call with a coach or the support team that you want to see more details, to find out more? Is it hiring a new accountant because you just don't get on with your old one anymore? What is your inspired action that you've been sitting on? And if you're still unsure of actually how to identify inspired action versus just action or ego-based action, here are some simple tips. If it doesn't feel exciting, even a little bit, don't do it. It should feel, if you're in alignment with your legacy, and it's something that should feel maybe a little bit scary, but a bit exciting, then do it. If there's no excitement there at all, don't do it. Don't do it if you want to get back at someone. If there is a revenge, again, ego-based action that can come from fear or jealousy, don't do it. If you are trying to, quote unquote, make things happen, don't do it. So this is not inspired action. This is actually advice for ego-based action because you're trying to make things happen in a quicker time frame than potentially you want or the universe wants. Don't do it. And if it's against the legacy that you truly desire to build, don't do it. So thank you for listening today. And I hope you found this interesting as we're talking about inspired action. If you know someone who benefit from listening to Building Legacy, send them to laurapainstanley.com to sign up. When you're ready to explore your legacy, success, and impact on the world, here are ways to start the journey. First is be boosted. This is a virtual event to take your professional service business and life to the next level. Join me for six-day immersive experience in November. It's two hours a day, and you will leave with your business and you completely boosted. You can also join me for a one-to-one experience like no other in an immersion day or a half-day experience. This is a powerful session that is created specifically for you that combines coaching, hypnotherapy, and other releasing techniques to enable you to move to the next level. They also combine a lot of strategy too. They involve taking you away from your normal life to elevate you. I've done immersion days in New York, Mallorca, sorry, Ibiza, Scotland, Geneva, and upcoming for London, Vancouver, and Toronto later this year.